We'll begin this way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. So today is the, it's the second Sunday of Advent, right? That's why we have two candles. Can you see two candles lit on the wreath up there? You have to look from a certain angle sometimes to see both of them. So what is Advent? Does anybody know what Advent is? Cordelia, what's Advent? It's a countdown to Christmas, says Cordelia. That's exactly right. It is a countdown to Christmas. Are we excited about Christmas? Absolutely. You have an Advent calendar. You have two Advent calendars? Amazing. Is chocolate in your calendar? I love the calendars that have chocolate. Two Christmas trees, two Advent calendars. Man. Sarah, what's Advent? What did you want to say? Your dog has an Advent calendar. This is amazing. I mean, St. James clearly takes Advent very seriously. This is good news. This is good news. And you know why? Because Advent is exactly right. It's our countdown to Christmas when we're going to celebrate the amazing news that God comes among us as a child, as a baby. God's love enters into our world to be with us, to show us God's love, to show us God's dream. So we're getting ready for this amazing celebration, the best news, the best present that ever came into the world, God sending his son, God's love. And one of the things that we do in this countdown to Christmas as we're preparing is we listen, the church has us listen to the prophets to prepare the way of the Lord, to get ready for the great love that God wants to reveal to us at Christmas, the great love that God wants to come alive in us, in our hearts. The church puts before us the prophets. We hear from them today. We heard from a lot of them today, actually. Our first reading was from Malachi. Malachi was a prophet. Our second reading from the gospel told us about John the Baptist. John was a great prophet. Actually, John, remember that John wore sort of funny clothes? Remember that? Well, we'll get to there soon, maybe. Uh, you know, the, you remember that John wears funny clothes? What were those like? Yeah, exactly, Nora. Yeah, he ate locusts, honey. He sort of wore funny-looking clothes, right? And what this was about, the reason John wore that, is he was wearing the clothes of a great prophet named Elijah. And everybody knew that he was dressed in those clothes because he was, standing, like he was wearing the clothes of one of the great prophets. So we have Malachi, we have John the Baptist, we have Elijah, prophets everywhere. And actually, John the Baptist quotes Isaiah, a prophet. So the church is clearly getting us to pay attention to the voice of the prophets. What do we think a prophet is? Anybody have an idea about a prophet? Nora. Right. Great. It's like as, as if I planted people out there today with some of these responses. Nora says, you know, that the, the prophets are, they're a messenger, that they tell God's story. The prophets want us to reimagine 
what the world is if God is in charge? What would the world be like if the God who is love is in charge? The prophets want us to get ready for that. And sometimes it's hard for us to imagine or accept what the world would be like if it was governed by God's love in all places and at all times. So the prophets sometimes can be not very popular. You know, a great prophet of our own day, Martin Luther King Jr., in the year before Martin was killed, was voted the most hated person in America, right? So the prophets sometimes have to take a hard stand for the sake of God's love to point us to the great love that's coming into the world in Jesus is what a prophet does. When it's popular and when it's not popular, it's true. God's love is what moves the stars in the skies, is what creates us, it's what we're getting ready to celebrate at Christmas, that God's love is the most uh, durable thing in the universe. The prophets want us to hear that. I read a story this week, and I kind of think that this person is a prophet. It was in the New York Times on Friday. This person is a Christian, he follows Jesus, and he tries to listen to what Jesus says and, and, and do what Jesus did. And he has a house on Long Island, and he's, a, he's an ecologist. He's an ecologist, and he's a Christian, and he decided he's gonna uh, let his yard at his house, he doesn't live in New York City, he has a house on Long Island, so he has a yard, and what he's doing is he's letting it grow up with native plants, just letting it grow. And what's happening is like butterflies and insects and all kinds of biodiversity, it's all bubbling up. And it's this beautiful thing. He loves God's world. And all the yards around him, you know, are just like perfectly green grass, that's it. Mow it down, spray the chemicals, kill anything that might be natural. We need a perfect yard. It's a little bit strange if you're the one house on that whole neighborhood block that has all of these trees and flowers, isn't it? But I think what he's trying to get people to see is that what would it look like if we really cared for and loved the world that God loves? He's taking a stand. And guess what? His neighbor, the person across the street, is starting to do the same thing. And some people across the world are starting to let their, their yards grow up to represent the bounty of God's creation. So this Advent, let's prepare for Christmas. Let's prepare for Christmas by listening for what the prophets are telling us, which is always, imagine the world as if God were in charge. Imagine the world if God were in charge. And guess what? At Christmas, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, what we're coming together to celebrate is that God is in charge. God has come to show us the way. God has come to open us up to that way of love. So let's be friends of Jesus as we prepare for his birth by listening to what he says and doing what he does so that the whole world, everybody everywhere can see that God's love is always in charge. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.